Welcome to the weekend edition of The Daily Writer. Each weekday, we bring you a short lesson that helps you live out the four practices of a great writer. Creativity, consistency, courage, and connection. And on the weekend edition, we take a deeper dive into those topics by talking with writers and other cool people who can help us apply what we're learning. And I think that's really important, not just to talk about it, but to apply what we're learning during the week. For more, you can visit us at dailywriterlife.com. You know, book formatting is one of the last things that authors think about when creating their book, but it's an absolutely vital piece of the book creation process because readers are going to spend a lot of time inside your book. Oftentimes, we spend a lot of time on the book cover, but we don't spend that much time on the interior formatting of the book or the formatting of the ebook because it we kind of just think of it as sort of like the last thing and we'll do it and let's just hurry up and get it done so we can put the book out there. But You know, readers don't spend a lot of time looking at your book cover, even though the cover is important, the interior of the book is absolutely vital. And I am so glad that my guest today is here to help us to get a handle on this critical area of success for your book. Her name is Jody Skinner, and she is a proofreader, book designer, and avid reader. As the founder of both Skinner Self-Publishing Services and Smidgen Press, she is living her best book nerd life now. I love that phrase in her bio, by the way. Both companies keep her hopping from coaching first-time authors in the end stages of publishing to bringing old books back to life for the modern reader. A proud military spouse, Jody loves meeting new people, Ubering her three teens, and drinking just one more cup of Earl Grey. Puns are always appreciated, she says in her bio. So I totally agree. My family's getting really tired of my dad jokes, and uh, you can never have too many dad jokes in your life. That's just, that's what I think. Well, in this conversation, Jody helps us to get a better handle on book formatting. She tackles such questions as, how important is attractive and professional-looking formatting to a book success? What kinds of formatting programs are available to everyday writers? And why should we consider using the Vellum app? And this conversation actually started out as, as an interview about the Vellum app specifically, but we actually ended up going going off on some different directions and talking about formatting in general and why formatting is important. So I just want to say up front, I use the Vellum app to format some of my client books. Um, I don't generally do a lot of formatting for my client books, but I do that sometimes as well as for some of my own stuff. And I love the Vellum app, but I'm so glad that Jody could join us because we don't just talk about that app. We talk about this whole idea in general of why is formatting so important and why should you pay attention to it? So I had a blast in this conversation. You're going to really appreciate her sense of aesthetics and her attention to detail. And also, I want to encourage you to check out her book on Vellum. There will be a link to that in the show notes. So lots and lots of good stuff in this conversation. So let's go right to the chat with Jody Skinner. Jody, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about one of my favorite tools and one of my favorite topics, which is book formatting, the app Vellum, and I'm excited to have this chance to dig into your brain and extract some wisdom that I need and I know my listeners need as well. So thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for the invitation. I'm super excited to chat about this. Absolutely. It was really it was really fun. Uh, I don't know when we connected, maybe a year ago, eight months. It's 2021, so nobody really has any sense of time. Exactly. You know, honestly, it's like, we don't even know what, what decade this is anymore. But we connected a while back. And uh, it was fun to to connect because we know some of the same people, like locally outside of the internet world and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, good to have you on the show today. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks so much. 
Well, let's dive in here. We're talk, we're here to talk about book formatting and some related things. Let's let's kick off this conversation with with a question of first of all, why is it important to have a an attractive and a professional looking book? And I'm throwing that out there. That sounds like a really dumb or maybe obvious question, but I come across so many self-published books that just don't look good. The formatting is weird. The line spacing is weird. The margins are weird. There's everything's weird about it. Why is this something that so many people are missing and, and how critical is that to the book's success? Well, I think the the question that every indie author needs to ask themselves is who's their target reader? I mean, if if you want to write a book um, for the, hey, I wrote a book and it went, I want it on my shelf. I want to hold it in my hands. I want to, you know, hey, I want my nieces, nephews, my mom, dad, my, I want them to read it and, and know that I wrote this. Then you're your own target reader and you can do whatever you want. Mm, but if you actually want your book on bookshelves, if you want people to buy it, if you want people to recommend it to others, then it's important to go and see what readers expect who are going to pick up that genre from the bookshelf. So um, like when I, when I, I'm a book designer. And so when I pick up a new genre that I haven't formatted in before, I'm like, okay, I need to make a field trip to the bookstore. I'm going to take a ruler. I'm going to go to the bestseller table. I'm going to see what's been out in the last six months, 12 months. It's 2020 again, you know, 2021 (laughs) now. Uh, It was definitely more challenging to do in 2020. Um, but I took a ruler, I took a bunch of pictures, I picked up at least a dozen of those of those new releases um, of the bestsellers to see, okay, hey, are uh, are these book designers for the traditional publishing houses, um, what do their chapter headings look like? Um, does every chapter begin on the right side of the page spread mm. as you're looking at it? Or with some fiction books, are they either the left side or the right side um, to you know maximize the the print capabilities there? Um, and I think a big thing for some people is is this book is it separated? Are the paragraphs sorry separated by vertical space like an email? Or do they use indents in this genre? You find a little more nonfiction that's written kind of like an email. Okay, I want to um, I want to come back to that point in a minute because that is something that I geek out over about over, but nobody else in my life cares about that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so I'm thankful to hear that you have paid attention to that and that you're interested in those kind of things. But anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. So let's. So there's two things that come to mind, and I've got several other questions we can dive into. But the, the first thing is let's talk about that issue for a second. Because this is something I have talked to a lot of people about over the last year, but the vast majority of people, even authors, don't seem to, they don't really pay attention to this a lot of times, it seems like, or, or it's just not important to them. So in your mind, what what determines whether we should lay out a book in terms of that block paragraph kind of a formatting versus, I guess I would just call it traditional uh, formatting where there's no breaks between paragraphs, but there's but they're indented. What what determines that, and what's going on with that thing? You know, I, I default um, as a as a typesetter. You know, working with the rectangles of text on the page and making them follow um, what the traditional publishing houses are doing. I default to the paragraphs with indents without the spaces between um, because that looks like most books that you're going to pick up from a Barnes and Noble bookshelf, from whatever other booksellers are still- It looks like a real book. Yeah. Um, now, if if an 
if an author really wants the the spaces between the paragraphs, you know, I'll I'll send them, hey, go to your bookstore or check a look inside on Amazon. Does it have, you know, the print preview that you can look at or just the just the ebooks? Um, because most of the time, if they're if if they have a preference of I want the spaced paragraphs, um, unless they can find it in their genre. I'm like, I, I really think you need to lean towards what readers are going to expect to see. Um, yeah. So I, I think to determine that, you need to look and see what the new releases are okay. in your genre. If that makes it sense. Seem, yes, it totally does. It does seem to me like the only books that I have seen that that are formatted that way are obviously nonfiction books. I've never seen, mm-hmm. well, I've I never seen, that I have seen self-published books that are formatted that way, but but I'm like, they have they totally don't have a clue about how a fiction book mm-hmm. is laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be negative, but I'm just saying that's what I see. Yeah, and I don't mind it when I see a book that way. Um, in some ways, I think it's easier to read because there's more white space on the page. Your eyes can breathe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it does it to me. It does scream self published a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not that that's always a bad thing, but that's that's the emotional response I always have. When I see that, what is that? Is that how you think about that? Or are you pretty neutral when it comes to just do whatever's in your genre and there's no good or bad necessarily? Well, that's a good question because um, there's a line between, okay, what as the author do I have a vision for and, and, and honoring that when a writer has a strong preference and what is the market preference? And so trying to walk that line, because if you, if you feel like you're giving up everything that matters to you, to whatever a market wants, then, then no, I mean, that can just kill your soul as a writer. Um, but at the same time, if you're going, oh, this is what I would run a read and this is exactly how I would want to have it. And you're not considering your market at all. Mm. Then, um, I mean, somewhere in there, you have to find the happy medium of what yeah. that looks like for each yeah. writer. So. But yeah, you're right. I have seen more of the spaces um, in nonfiction books, um, in larger layout books where they may have, you know, significant sidebars of comments. Um, right, right. So that that space for the reader kind of adds a little bit of, hey, I need to consider between these sentences. Um, yeah. yeah. So you need more room to process. Where in fiction, you kind of just want to, you want the story to flow. Yeah. I guess ultimately the main thing is just getting your book published and getting it out mm-hmm. there because yeah. it's so easy to get hung up on the thousands of decisions you have to make you know, yes. with cover design, formatting, book size, mm-hmm. uh, all the kind of, all the stuff that we have to think through. Now, the other thing I wanted to, to throw out there uh, before I get into specific formatting stuff is this idea of reverse engineering a book. And I love what you talked about where you go to the the bookstore or the library and you take a ruler and you are digging into it yourself. What are the margins? What's the actual book size? What's the binding like? What are how is this thing actually put together? And then kind of reversing the process and thinking, how can I make this sort of a thing? And what steps do I need to go through to make that? I love that thought process. And I'm curious if you can if you can talk more about kind of that scientific approach that obviously you have as a formatter into looking at something and thinking, okay, let's break it apart and let's figure out how we can build the same thing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when I started my business in 2017, I was just offering proofreading, um, and I quickly realized that I needed something else to be able to set me apart because there's, you know, what what's different from one proofreader to another? And I was like, oh, I did a lot of, you know, just we had specific layout stuff for my college degree. Here you had for music recital programs, and I was like, oh, that was really fun. I'm going to look into that, and I almost gave up because it is, I mean. 
I was trying to learn Adobe InDesign, which is very complex. Um, and, and so, you know, trying to, trying to cobble together, there's not a one-stop shop for here. Here's all the terminology you need to know for book formatting. Here's <laughs> all the, all the terminology and process you need for. So it really is kind of picking and choosing from finding wise mentors in the, um, already in the, the design space, in the book formatting space, because I mean, a lot of times the, the cover designer and your typesetter are completely different people in the traditional yeah. publishing world. So yep. um, to find somebody who does both well for indie publishers is kind of a gem. But um, but yeah, so not not really having the time or the space to go back to college um, or, or to take a college course to learn formatting. Um, yeah, I was picking up bits and pieces. And I'm like, I need to see what's going on right now because I picked up a couple of courses that I'm like, oh, these will be helpful. And it was for two versions ago of InDesign and the the oh, wow. commands were no longer the same. So a lot of these discount programs are discounted for a reason because yes. they're not current. So, um, so yeah, trying to get almost ahead of that and seeing what's coming out right now. To me, that just, it made a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense just staying on top of things because this whole space is changing really fast. I mean, just two or three days ago, somebody sent me this um, link for an app. I think it's called Dabble. Is that right? I don't mm. know. And it's basically like it's Scrivener, except it's cloud-based. And it's, I mean, they really stomp all over Scrivener in their marketing. They're basically like, we're the simple Scrivener. We're the Scrivener that's easy to understand and that actually works. And that, oh gosh, that, and well, they didn't say actually works. I'm, I'm putting words in their mouth, but, but they were basically form, you know, framing it like that. And I can totally see that because Scrivener is complicated, even though mm -hmm. I, that's my tool of choice. I understand there is absolutely a market for something that is kind of a boiled down, simplified cloud based version of it. Because one of the worst things that can happen to you when you're using Scrivener. If you're using Dropbox or something to sync is when you use the, the mobile version and the desktop version, if you leave one open and it's syncing, you're going to have major problems because oh, then yeah. you're going to have different versions of your documents and you're going to have to wait through them and it's a big mess. So Ugh. yeah, anyway, yeah. obviously I get riled up about these things. Everybody else in my life is like, why are you so into all this geeky stuff? <laughs> well, but, I mean, it's important because if if writers don't, if they run into a problem and they think they're the only one that's ever done it before, then they're tempted to quit. And so, I mean, I, I help um, admin uh, a group of just people who use the vellum formatting program. And so we're doing a lot of troubleshooting and whatever. So we do encourage people, Hey, search the group first. Cause it's yeah. pretty likely like 75% of questions. Somebody else probably asked last week. Um, so yeah, finding you're not alone in the things that are the struggles and being able to say, Hey, you know what? Don't have both of them open at the same time, or <laughs> Hey, make sure you export from Scrivener with this particular output before you import it to yeah. vellum or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, the community is something that we as indie authors need because you, you don't need that in the traditional publishing world as much. Um, I mean, there's more expectations for doing your own marketing, even if you do get a publishing contract. Um, but yeah, we, we have to find our people. We have to find the people that can support each other and then be willing to pass that on. Absolutely. So you've mentioned, we're going to dive into vellum here. Um, more specifically in just a minute, but you've mentioned InDesign also. What are some other formatting options that independent authors have today besides 
Vellum, InDesign. We also mentioned Scrivener. Scrivener's not really a formatting deal, but but are there some of their options that people typically use? Yeah, I mean, to me, you have a spectrum of things that are available to writers. Um, at, I've kind of made it a nerdy goal to see if I can find every program that is readily accessible and that just about anybody could get their hands on. Um, you have uh, the, the spectrum of just the template formatters, like um, the Readsy book editor is one mm-hmm. that you can just plug your text into and spit out a format. I think I think last I checked, there were like four different templates you could use or something like that. Um, there's the draft to digital um, thing where, again, you import your Word document and it'll spit out a PDF, an EPUB, a Mobi file. Um, you have Ingram Sparks book tool. Those are all free options. Um, you have Scrivener, which will do a PDF output, but you don't get to see what it looks like until it's spit it out already. And then you right. have to look over it and check it. So um, that one obviously is not uh, not a free option. Um, but the thing all those have in common is that the, the author has very little, if not zero control over the output. And um, so that's... Yeah, that that that's the one end of it, and then at the opposite end of the spectrum, you have um, basically absolute control over everything. You have, um, and actually, Adobe InDesign and Word are in the same um, uh, category for this because you have to know where to put your page headers, what should be in the footer, um, which mm-hmm. pages can be blank, which pages should be blank. Um, you know, are, are you, have you numbered your pages to where they're always going to be on an odd page and how did you start your, is chapter one on, is that page one or did you start numbering exactly. page one from the very first page? So there are a lot of those little things that until you start looking, you don't always know. So, um, and, and vellum is kind of in the middle of, of that spectrum because you have, it's a template style setup. It's got a little bit of more of a learning curve than the ones where you just paste your text in or upload a file. But um, when I'm working in InDesign and doing a custom format, I have, I meant to, I was going to check and see how long my checklist is now. It's over 120 (laughs) items of, of setup things, of things that I check going through. um, And, and so I I typeset it. I make sure there aren't any, you know, short half lines at the top of a page. Um, you know, I, I, I make sure the spread is balanced from, from the left page to the right page. If I hold a ruler across there, is that page going to match up? Now Hmm. there is always a little bit of wobble with, um, with print on design. So you may have one page that's shifted slightly, but if so, then the whole page is going to be shifted and it's not just the bottom of the page that's shorter than the other one. So, um, yeah, that those are just little touches that are nice to see in in a finished book um, output. And so um, Vellum has a typesetting algorithm that actually does probably eighty percent, if not more, of what I do with an InDesign format. It's gonna it doesn't leave short lines hanging at the top of a page unless there's it's got a, its own hierarchy, which I don't know exactly what that is. Um, if it's left something that would technically be an error it's because it's prevented something else. And so, um, but it, it levels up those pages across the bottom of the spread. It, um, it does a really good job with, um, with some, the margins, like uh, what probably the big difference of what I've shown people in a word format versus an InDesign format. Cause I started off formatting in word and I was like, Oh, I got this. And then once I learned InDesign, I'm like, I'm never going back. Never. Um, like when you look at a, a rectangle of, of text, it, it's okay for the like the hyphens and the quotation marks to go just beyond the, the edges of the text. 
um, so that that way it prioritizes the words as the main rectangle, which is a really nerdy typesetting thing, whereas word crams everything inside the margins. And so somebody was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Vellum lets my quotes hang out in the whatever. And I was like, actually, that's an advanced typesetting thing that I have a yeah. particular setting that I turn on in InDesign to make this happen. And they're like, oh, I didn't know. So that's that's fascinating. I never knew that before. Now you do. Well, let's back up I'm for a second. Of, and for those who have not heard of Vellum or or aren't really sure what it does, as opposed to something like Word or Scrivener or InDesign, you know, there's all these different tools out there. What is Vellum exactly? And why are you such a big fan of it? Well, Vellum is a, a program that was initially designed, I believe it was set up in 2013. Um, it was designed for Mac uh, platforms. And um, it, at that time, it was an ebook only thing because the the creators had actually met up when they were working for Pixar. And after they both left the company, um, their wives, one of their wives, was reading an ebook, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a mess!" And they, their husbands were looking at each other, going, "Hey, we can we can put out something that'll do this. Plug your text in, and it's going to put out something that's going to work better than uh, glitchy text and weird margins and other random." Yeah, if you've read ebooks, you may very well have seen some of the ugly <laughs> things. So, um, but then in, I believe it was 2018, um, that people just loved their ebook output so much because they made it so easy. Yeah. Um, that, uh, okay, okay I'll, I'll back up because you can just upload a Word document to Kindle Direct Publishing and have that spit out an ebook. Um, and, and it's, it's doable. It, it works. It spits out plain text and whatever. But if you've got anything that's a mess in that Word document from pasting in text from the internet, you just don't always know what it's going to actually spit out because what you put in is what you get out. So yeah. <laughs> there was one file that I worked on that I actually put it in vellum. And then um, I exported it again to be able to work with the text because the text was such a mess. So vellum actually cleans up all kinds of it, it covers over a multitude of weirdness in it does. ebooks, that's it does. for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, then, yeah, so about three years ago, they added a print book option. And so I, I think people sometimes struggle with the fact that, hey, I want my, I want my print book to look a little fancier. Um, but when it's, when it's, it's kind of safeguarding you from a lot of the no-nos of, okay, no, you can't upload your own body fonts in here because we can't guarantee that your font isn't weird and going to mess up the devices. I mean, it is pretty much bulletproof when you output right. a Vellum ebook. It's amazing. That um, is my only complaint with, and I love Vellum, but I would say my only complaint, it's the same complaint that people have with Apple products is that it's a very closed system. There's a limited number of options. And every time that I see somebody who's done a book, a book in Vellum, I'm like, yep, that was done in Vellum. That, now, that's only because I spent a lot of time in Vellum. And it, it's mm -hmm. not, that's no statement on the quality at all. Mm -hmm. But I do wish that they had more options for the, like the chapter headings. And, you know, it, it, it kind of seems like every time you start a new chapter, like it's way down on the page. And I, I mm -hmm. wish they would have more options, but I understand why they don't, because that would complicate things further. Mm -hmm. Well, and funny you say that because um, I actually reached out for them uh, to them because they have a um, Bellum 3.0 uh, beta test in process. Um, I'm not I'm not in the beta myself, but I reached out to them and asked what uh, what they're willing to to you know share publicly, and they're especially excited about having um, heading 
backgrounds where you can actually upload a, an image behind um, your page text. Hmm. Um, and uh, I, I didn't bring my notes, so I can't remember what else there is. But between the the new headings and a couple new styles, um, there are, are going to be some upgrades and they're hoping nice. to have it available before the end of the year. So cool. And I, I also wish they would, they would have some more print sizes. I feel like their print sizes are really limited. I would love a five by seven size, but it's just not there. Again, I understand why they don't because you can't have everything you know, for sure. Yeah. And, but what it does, it does really, really well. Mm-hmm. And now, their customer support is great. So if there's ever yes. anything that you want to request, you can send them a message. I believe it's um, uh, help.vellum.pub slash contact um, is where you can actually submit a request. You can say, hey, I think this is a bug. Is this working right? Um, and they are, I mean, it's not It's not same day reply generally, but they're they're good, they're thorough, and they do keep a list of requests. So, Which is cool, which is really cool. If you cool. get enough people, they'll probably add it. Now, what about... PC users. Um, this is this is an issue that I have run across many times, and I'm sure you have too, where I go on and on about how great Vellum is to somebody and how easy it is and all that. And then somebody goes, well, I use a PC. And that kind of like kills the conversation right there because Vellum is Mac only and mm-hmm. desktop only. I can't imagine doing this on mobile device or why no. you would even want to. So what do you say to people who are like, well, I'm a PC user, so that just kind of kills it for me? I say, hey, me too. My first computer is a PC. And um, actually, I ruled out Vellum at first when, because um, I had started doing um, ebooks for clients and trying to find, hey, what's a good converter? So I was using Draft to Digital and helping clients through that. And somebody said, oh my gosh, you need to try out Vellum. And I'm like, oh, totally can't, PC. And mm. somebody's like, no, I, I wish I could remember who told me about um, finding a, Mac, a remote Mac server because I would just hug them and thank them because it's been amazing. So there's a, a, a remote server company called Mac in cloud. And uh, so you basically, you rent a Mac that's housed in somebody else's thing. Um, you access it from your own PC screen. Um, and yeah, it's already, they, they Mac in cloud, and Vellum are completely separate companies, so they can't troubleshoot for the other company's issues. But yeah. Mac and Cloud has Vellum pre-installed. So as wow. soon as you get logged into Mac and Cloud, you can start. Because Vellum, the amazing thing about Vellum is um, that you can download it for free if it if you didn't, if it's not, if you're not working on Mac and Cloud and it's already installed. And you can test every single one of the features. There's no time limit. There's there's no feature limit except for outputting books. Yes, and, which is the thing that people want to do the most. So, right. So, I, it makes sense to be able to to check it out um, be, before you. Hey, is this going to be something stupid that I'm going to hate? But their um, their preview feature is is really is really great because you yeah, can actually look at that side preview and go, Hey, what's this going to look like on a Kindle fire? Hey, what if I make the text bigger or smaller? Hey, what's it going to look like at this print size versus that print size? And um, yeah, it's a lot. Some people actually will will write in vellum because they love seeing how it looks on mm-hmm. the finished page, and that's inspiring to them. It's addictive. Um, it really is. It's not the best way to use vellum because there's not like a word export. Um, right. You can export as rich text and then save that in a word document, but it doesn't export any image you may, images you might have, and you have to redo any detailed formatting when you bring it back in. But you could get it proofread that way really easily. Yeah. I look at the people who, who are writing books in Google Docs, 
not that, you know, as I say on Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, I see people like it's an aerial font and they're in Google Docs and I'm just, the creative side of me just goes, oh my gosh, that is like kills any inspiration right there. Um, so there, there's something about being able to write in a way where it looks pretty on the page mm-hmm. that just inspires your creativity, I think. Mm-hmm. And just being able, I mean, cause I have, I have one person that she's like, oh, I, you know, my book's done, but I don't know what to do with it and whatever. I'm like, you know what? I know you're a Mac user. Why don't you download Vellum, stick it in here and just look at what it looks like. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I think just knowing, Hey, this could be an actual book is, can be an inspiration to people. So, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's interesting as a PC user to decide whether, um, you know, whether or not I was willing to go over that hump of that extra access point. There's a little bit of lag on Mac and cloud just because the computer is not right in front of me. It's in a remote location. Um, but I, I'm so glad I, I now have a dedicated Mac just for Bellum hmm. because. But uh, it's but worth yeah, it I'm, if you're going to do it for if you're going to do a lot of books or you're doing client work where mm-hmm. you're formatting books. I think it's worth it to buy an older Mac. And just have it for vellum. I know that sounds extreme, but it's, <laughs> but I love it so much. It's just how I feel. Yeah. Well, and as a PC user, um, I, I have no trouble telling people, you know what? I bought my uh, 2012 Mac from, you know, I've, uh, I think the, the most reputable site that I've found so far is backmarket.com because they actually vet their people who do refurbishes um, and they have at least a 12-month um, replacement guarantee. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed. Every place else that I could find had between 30 and 90 days. And so I'm like, Oh, got to test this puppy out really hard to make sure if it's going to break, I'm going to break it in the first 90 days. Darn it. Um, but no, it, my, my 2012 held up really well. And wow. yeah, these things like don't die. It's amazing. Now I want to, I want to get to your book, uh, before we wrap this up, I want to get to your, your book on Vellum because it's really, really awesome. I do want to want to share a little uh, a little way that Vellum has really, really helped my ghostwriting business. So I have to give Vellum props, not that anybody from Vellum is listening to this right now, but I got to give, give them props because what I often do when I'm working with a client and they've already written some of their book is I will take a chunk of a chapter, you know, just a few pages and I will rewrite it. I'll write it as best as I possibly can. And then I do a mock table of contents in Vellum. I, I put the book in Vellum and I format it really nice. Then when I send a proposal to them, I also include a PDF mock-up of what their book might be. And nice. this has worked every single time I've done it. Um, it's like magic, not because I'm so great, but because Vellum is such an easy, simple tool for making something look really good. They look at that and they get a, a clear vision of what their final book could look like. And it's like, once people get that vision, it's really hard to say no right. you know, if, yeah. if they want to do a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there there are just so many good things to say about Vellum. Uh, I mean, there are some challenges too, like um, Vellum. Uh, it, it's not a great fit for complicated nonfiction. Hmm. Um, I mean, you can choose whether to set your paragraphs, whether you want them, you know, indented um, with no space between, or whether you want them um, just spaced and everything, you know, flush left. Um, but you. Um, so yeah, there, there's only one level of like a bulleted and a numbered list, um, at present, I don't know what the next version will have. We'll see. Um, but, and so anything with really complex with more than one level of heading, um, is challenging. Uh, it's really, it's most meant for fiction and for, and for just light informal nonfiction. So that's probably a downside. Um, 
or, or at least a limitation. Uh, a downside potentially could be um, just the fact that there is a learning curve to yet another program. Um, and and so, I mean, that's partly why uh, I was part of the um, Vellum users group on Facebook. And I saw that people kept asking the same questions over and over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there needs to be a book for this. And I looked around and there was one, but it was already outdated. And so um, I was like, well, if this person's not going to update it, I'm going to write one. I, I was not one of the people who was like, I want to write a book before I die. I was like, <laughs> heavens no, I want to proofread everybody else's books. I don't want to write my own. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to make it simple for people to follow. It, the the different learning styles is you have people who they want to get in the middle of it and get their hands dirty. Other people, you know, they want a, a book to be able to look at it and follow the instructions. Um, you have people who need to hear somebody talk through it or hear themselves talk through it. So a book doesn't answer all that, but it's at least a starting point for here's how things are going to go. And, and they do get updated so often that I have, I've updated the ebook version twice this year. Um, I'm in the middle of updating the print version of my book, which is called format your book with vellum. Interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, at the end of that, I've got extra content in the print book, which doesn't translate to the ebook at all because it's got all of the fonts as they look like in print so that people can open it up and see, hey, what, what's the readability of this one? It's got it uh, in regular size as well as in um, the large print sizes, which Vellum added in the last year or two was large print options. And so, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's nice to see the different things that you can have available. And I also included all of the default um, chapter openers in, in the print version of my book, which it helps me because I'm I'm a hands-on learner, but being able to actually flip the book and go, oh, that's what this looks like. So I'll, yes. uh, apparently by the end of this year, I'll have to update that again, but I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to that. So. But that means, I think that's pretty cool because you have what I would consider the definitive book on Vellum. So is, is there any potential that they would promote your book or have some kind of a partnership where you're, you have created sort of the official book on vellum? Well, I'll be honest that their help section um, on help.vellum.pub is extensive. It's got a lot of stuff. Um, and so I, I won't, I won't say that, no, you have to buy my book because they don't talk about it. There are some things from a PC user standpoint that, um, that I bring in as a perspective of, oh, or hey, you know, Amazon has this requirement, so you're going to want to check this for your margins or whatever else. Um, so that's um, their Brad West and Brad Andelman, they have covered pretty much all of the questions that, as far as the, the basic formatting questions, their help section is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, this is just kind of more of a little bit approachable, a little bit more of a breakdown with my own organization of it and whatever they've been, they've been great to, to answer any questions that, um, that I've had and yeah. And they don't, they don't give you any flack for having a book based on their product, correct? No, actually I wrote them, um, before I put it out. Um, and, uh, especially I'm saying, Hey, you know, I'm a PC user trying to write this for other PC users who may, uh, want to, want to dive into this. And they're like, Hey, this looks like it could be a helpful resource. Good job. That's I'm awesome. Like, oh, hey, sweet, See, I love that approach. So, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they've, uh, I keep asking them, Hey, you know, do you, uh, we're having this issue, you know, come up 12 times this week, whatever. I've sent a couple people your way, but whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm 
buddy buddy with them but they're they're I, b- between the vellum and and their their helpfulness i mean how many times do you get to to write a help desk and actually get the creators of the program go hold on we're going to fix that and we'll have a you know and then the next day there's a bug fix available yeah never they're, ever they're fantastic and um mac and cloud support has been fantastic anytime i've needed anything as well and i'll wow, say i cool. i left my I had a, cause you can either buy a subscription of so many hours per day over a time period, or you can just buy, Hey, I want a chunk of 30 hours. It's a dollar an hour. Yeah, sweet. Mm. That's great. Um, well, I left my, um, I didn't sign out properly. So I make a big deal about that. And cause I have a chapter just on Mac and cloud in my book. I make a big deal about here's how you log out and you don't just close the blank. You have to actually log out and then close your browser window, close the okay. server access window. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's those little things that you have to get over, but I, I wrote support and I said, Oh my gosh, guys, I, I left this open yesterday. I, whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. We're going to, you know, as a courtesy, we'll restore you so many hours and, yeah. That's neat. They've been great. I love that. Mm-hmm. But Jody, this has been a blast. Uh, I love your book. I love what you're doing by helping authors. Um, you're doing so many cool things. Tell us how we can get in touch with you and where people can find your book. Well, you can find me at um, skinnerselfpub.com. And um, I'm also on um, on Facebook as um, at Skinner Self Publishing Services. I think I have all those words on there. Um, and uh, my book's available on Amazon in both uh, ebook and print book form. I believe it's also um, at other booksellers. Yeah, because I listed it through Ingram. I'm making a list of all my things that I have to <laughs> upload updated versions to. But uh, yeah, it's called Format Your Book with Vellum and by Jody E. Skinner. There's so another bottom- Jody Skinner, but it's not me. Okay. So bottom line, would you say the the price tag of Vellum is worth it for people who are just getting into self-publishing? Because I think it is, is it still $229 for the app? It is $249. $249, um, it, okay. Yeah, it's $199 if you only want to output eBooks, um, which if you're somebody who is going to make a bazillion bucks off of Kindle Unlimited and you want to put out a new book every month, you maybe don't even need the print um, version. But okay. uh, $249 then for the... Um, yeah, like the, the, the full uh, ebook and print. Yeah. Okay. And we mean $249, not $2.49. Yes, $249. Which is it's um, a really expensive for an app, but well worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Especially if you're going to put out more than one book. If you're going to only put out one, then, you know, uh, it may be worth looking at somebody to hire it out. There are a lot of authors who already use Vellum and they're like, well, hey, sure, I'll format your book for whatever. Exactly. Um, Exactly. You can yeah. make you can make your money back by just doing formatting work for other people. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a good um, investment in my clients. I mean, eventually, uh, I'm beginning a study of HTML and CSS so I can actually code books, ebooks, and stuff like that too. Because they're they're basically like mini websites, which is why they end up being so complicated. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth considering what the payback's going to be. Oh, because I want to talk about back matter because that's probably the biggest draw for fiction authors, especially, um, is being able to update all their back matter in in very short order and not having to pay a formatter to go, hey, would you go look up my book from last year and my one from right. the year before that? Because right. I need to update all my, I need to update my bio, I need to update my links, and so having that control in Vellum because it's as simple as removing the existing one and having the file already formatted in another vellum setup where you just drag it across 
and you park it right in and your back matter is updated. That's cool. It, That's really it's cool. amazing. I love it. So, but Jody, thanks again for doing this. This has been an absolute blast and I appreciate uh, you taking time to do this. Um, well, hey, it's fun to you. nerd out about this stuff. I agree. It is. Sometimes I people's eyes too. just glaze over. I learned some stuff too. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, wasn't that fun? I always enjoy talking with Jody. She is so cool and just so laid back and so much fun to talk to. I love talking about this stuff because I'm a fellow book geek and a fellow book nerd for sure. So it's always fun to geek out with somebody else about this kind of book stuff that, I mean, let's let's just face it, as writers, most of the people in our everyday lives do not geek out about this kind of stuff. But we do because we're book nerds and because we love all this stuff. So it's always fun to uh, nerd out over the book stuff. My big takeaway for this conversation is this, and some of you are not going to like this, but that's okay because I, because I love you and I care about you guys. Uh, and I always want the best for you. And I always want to tell you the truth. And here's the truth is that you need to probably start using the Vellum app. Even if you are not formatting your own books and you're having somebody else do that, it is so much fun to play with this app and just to be able to see the cool formatting that you can do with it. It is uh, kind of expensive. It's like 200 something dollars. I understand that's a pretty steep price tag for an app. And it is also a Mac only app. So, you know, that's why I say half of you will not like this because probably half of you use Mac, half of you use PC. But as Jody mentioned, there is a way to use Vellum on a PC. You can use the Mac in cloud feature, or I'm sorry, the Mac in cloud service. And, uh, and Vellum is already on there apparently which is pretty darn cool. So I want to encourage you to check out the Vellum app and uh, you can find the link to that in the show notes and just start using it, start playing around with it. And I think I may have mentioned this in the, in the uh, interview, but I oftentimes use the Vellum app to format a little bit of a client book and send to them when I'm talking with them about being a prospective client. And I got to tell you, it, it really does work. Whenever people get a vision of what their book can look like on Vellum, it has like a magical effect because it's it looks great and it looks like how their final product might appear on Amazon or in a print book. So it's pretty darn cool. Well, this was a blast having Jody um, here on the podcast and I always really love talking with her. Make sure and check out her websites. There are two things. The first one is skinnerselfpub.com and the second is smidgenpress.com and there will be links to both of those in the show notes. Well, I want to make sure and give a huge thanks to Jody for being a guest on this episode. Hope you all enjoyed this. Again, I had a blast and it was so much fun to have this conversation. And I will see you all in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I want to take a moment to let you know about our daily writer membership community. You know, one of the very best ways to develop better habits and impact more people's lives with your writing is to spend time around other successful writers. So if you're tired of feeling isolated and chasing success on your own, then I know you're going to love the Daily Writer community. For years, I searched for the kind of writing community that I would want to join, but I could never find what I wanted, so I created my own. Some of the features include weekly writing sprints, monthly community calls, book discussions, calls with guest experts, and much more. For more info, you can visit dailywriterlife.com community. Thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.